0: Welcome to Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. I'm your host, Umbreen Khan. Among the world's Western democracies, the United States is the most religious. American adults believe more, worship more, and pray more than their counterparts in Europe, Australia, Canada, and beyond. But the United States also has a long history of non-belief, from Thomas Paine's Common Sense, published one year before the Declaration of Independence, to 19th century orator Robert Ingersoll, from prayer and public school plaintiff Madeline Murray O'Hare to the so-called new atheists Sam Harris and Daniel Dennett. American unbelief has been a constant in our robust, political discourse. According to the most recent Pew Research Center study on the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, fully one-third of all Americans say they no longer identify as followers of a religion. Until now, America's atheists, agnostics, and nuns have never had a comprehensive media platform all their own. But January saw the debut of Only Sky Media, based in San Francisco and funded by Silicon Valley Venture Capital— Only Sky's website offers news, commentary, criticism, podcast, video, and more. All from what it describes as a secular perspective. Only Sky takes its name from John Lennon's song, Imagine. The new media group wants to, quote, give faces and voices to the non-religious generations who will inherit the earth. At the helm of the enterprise is scholar and author Phil Zuckerman. He is not a newcomer to the field. In 2011, he founded the first secular studies program in the United States at Pitzer College in Claremont, California. In a New York Times interview with Laurie Goodstein, Zuckerman described himself as culturally Jewish, but agnostic atheist on questions of deep mystery. For many years, he taught in Denmark, one of the world's most secular countries, and has over the last two decades written several books about atheism. Since announcing their launch in January, only Sky has generated buzz in media circles at a time when new digital multimedia companies are competing for audiences. But if you create it, will they come? That's one of the many questions producer Kimberly Winston set out to answer this week. The topic is one near and dear to Winston— For five years, she covered the non-religious beat for the Religion News Service. She knows that non-religious Americans are, by definition, notoriously diverse to organize and difficult to define, in part because the terms can mean radically different things depending on context—words like secular. After all, this audience includes people who abhor religion to those who never think about religion at all. This week, producer Kimberly Winston takes a closer look at Only Sky, and she begins with its editor Phil Zuckerman, describing his vision.
1: I see it as a multimedia hub for and by America's growing secular population. Is a platform for commentary, news, articles, podcasts, videos, and conversation, specifically with America's 85-something million non-religious Americans in mind.
2: And let's get some terms defined, because these terms are often squishy, and we're not always talking about the same thing. Will you define for me the term secularism, atheism, and humanism?
1: Yes. So secularism, unfortunately to be confusing, I think has three main meanings. The first one describes what should be or ought to be the relationship between government and the state. So um, most versions of secularism here want there to be some type of government neutrality when it comes to religion or a, uh, a public sphere free of religious coercion or favoritism. And that serves everyone better. It serves religion better. It serves the government better and everybody, all religions are treated equally, and no religion is treated equally. So that's one version of secularism. We might want to call that political secularism or Jeffersonian secularism. The second version of secularism has to do more with um, ideologies and movements aimed at debunking uh, religion or disabusing people of their religious beliefs. So think of Sam Harris' Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchin, the New Atheists, they didn't say much about separation of church and state. They were talking about irrationality of religious beliefs, the harm that religion does, the the problems with faith. So that kind of secularism is a kind of philosophical or personal view that religion is bad and ought to be uh, done away with or minimized. You might call that philosophical secularism. And then finally, the third secularism is just a kind of descriptive term to talk about a growing irreligiosity in culture or society, kind of a demographic shift or even culturally. Like, so if you start to see, you know, more stores are, sell- are open on Sundays, uh, fewer blue laws, more places selling alcohol, less limits on um, traditionally restricted things, you know, <laughs> women having more rights or um, kind of just secularism as a kind of growing proportion of the population being not religious and that being felt in society. Which of these
2: three is Only Sky intended for, or is it, you know, more than one?
1: I think it's all of the above. I think all Only of the Sky above. wants to be a big tent. Only Sky does not want to push a particular version of secularity or a strictly atheistic version. It sees itself as a kind of post-religious space. So some people who are post-religious are, you know, hardcore, strong uh, atheists. Uh, some are angry at religion. Others are more happy humanists who... Uh, or even have a benign attitude towards religion or don't even think about religion at all. So I think Only Sky definitely supports the political goals of separation of church and state. I think some contributors and readers of Only Sky uh, sort of have an anti-religious ethos. And then I think the third part is just that, yeah, there are many people just living more secular lives, uh, wanting to understand secular culture better. So I think Only Sky is trying to cast the widest net possible and meet secular, post-religious Americans where they're at.
2: Define for us atheism
1: and humanism. Atheism simply means a lack of a belief in God or gods. That's it. An atheist is someone who's without belief in God or gods. And that's it's it there's nothing you can it doesn't tell you anything about their politics it doesn't tell you anything about their morality it doesn't tell you anything about their favorite sports fans it's just they don't believe in a god they lack a belief in a god uh, and most atheists if not all uh, have come to that by just it's not a choice it's just the evidence doesn't stack up they don't they can't make that leap of faith and it's just where they find themselves so I think humanist is more affirmative a humanist is someone who says well okay if an atheist tells me what I don't believe in, a humanist is signaling what I do believe in. I believe in the good potential of humans. We recognize that some humans can be awful and we have a, and humans have the potential to be heinous and and immoral and horrible, but we also have the potential to be altruistic, charitable, justice seeking, justice enacting, and it's that aspect of humanity that we pin our hopes on. We think that only humans have the ability to solve the world's problems. Only humans have the ability to alleviate suffering. Only humans have the ability to make this planet greener and safer and more loving. Tell me why
2: you all thought it was important to bring secular stories to everyone
1: now. You know what? I tip my fez to all those new atheists. I think um, Dawkins and Harris and Hitchens and Hersey Ali and Dennett did a tremendous uh, service to the world by bringing atheist conversations into the spotlight. However, in this instance, I'm going to have to acknowledge the big man himself, Donald Trump, who I think has done more for atheism than any atheist in the history of the world. I think this was really a reaction to seeing the might of the Christian nationalists in our nation, Mm. the the might of the conservative white evangelical camp, which is such a minority and yet has such an out of proportion power. As we see it, religious fundamentalists dominate our Supreme court right now. Most are Catholic, but they adhere to that kind of Christian nationalist agenda. You had a white house under Trump that was largely faith-based. I think everybody in that room was a Jesus fanatic of, of the kind Look, you can be a great Jesus fanatic and fight for social justice, or you can be a Jesus fanatic who goes against everything Jesus ever taught. It was the latter that we saw in our in our White House, uh, running our schools, running our military, running HUD. I mean, you name it, from Ben Carson to Sarah Palin to Betsy DeVos to everybody in between. And so I think there was a feeling like, wait a minute, you know, yes, conservative white evangelicals, Christian nationalists, they do make up a significant chunk of the United States. But what is it? Well, you have 30% of Americans right now who are non-religious. They're not as strongly mobilized as white evangelicals. Certainly, we don't have the resources. We don't have these billion-dollar media empires and institutions and lobbying groups. uh, And we have a stigma. But we're here. And I think there was a feeling in the wake of Trump's calamitous reign that secular American voices needed to have a place at the table. So I would say most of us on board Um, have been active in secular community for 20 years, trying to build secular community long before Trump had his reign of terror.
2: From my time on the atheism beat, or for lack of a better word, it was really more appropriate to say the no religion beat. Mm. It is a huge spectrum. I would argue it is as big as a spectrum as the spectrum of Christianity. Mm. You can find zealots, and you can find people who don't really care, you know, just don't really think about it. How are you going to keep the wide tent idea when it's some of the strident voices, angry voices, fundamentalist voices,
1: tend to take up a lot of oxygen? That is a challenge, but hopefully an opportunity. My hope is because we are appealing to such a wide tent, You know, we have contributors from all across the spectrum. And what I would assume is that people that visit OnlySky will find the people that they are interested in and follow them and maybe check out some of the others as well. So my sense is that anybody that's even possibly interested in some aspect of secularity uh, will just come visit us on a regular basis and see what we have to say about this or that. One feature that I'm responsible for is called Secular Symphony. And that's where I try to kind of pose a, a broad question to various people who identify as secular of any variety and let them, you know, spout off about whatever prompt I give them. And my hope is to have a diversity of voices there, not just demographically, but philosophically, politically, and so on and so forth. I would also hope that only sky to religious Americans in the sense that I know there are many, many religious Americans, either progressive religious Americans who have a lot of similarities in their worldview with us, or even your conservative fundamentalist religious people who are curious about what the heck we have to say, if for no other reason than to to debunk us or to resist
2: us. If the goals of secularism are to be advanced, people who are not at all religious are going to have to have allies in the religious world, right? I mean, there Mm. are... Christians, Jews, Muslims out there, and many other types of believers who think all of these things that we know are part of the humanist and secular agenda, you know, abolishing the death penalty, you know, fixing climate change, LGBTQ rights, women's rights, women's access to health care, all of those things are on the humanist agenda. Well, there are also plenty of religious people who believe those things should happen too. So how can Only Sky be a tool for bringing those people together on a topic that they share goals in.
1: Now, when you talk about the secular agenda, I don't know if there is a secular agenda or the secular agenda. I think there are multiple agendas. I think the biggest that almost everybody can agree with is, you know, separation of church and state. And, and that's just a kind of American value, or at least it used to be or ought to be or should be. That we can certainly rally around and we can find many allies religious non-religious because those who understand that principle knows it protects them all it protects all of us in terms of the agendas of you know uh, reducing religions might in society it kind of depends some people see religion as a real force for good in terms of charity altruism community heritage and so on and so forth but there is this kind of progressive element which you know about you know, you don't have to be a progressive politically if you're secular some secularists are right-wingers. Ayn Rand was a you know right-winger. She was an atheist. So just because you don't believe in God doesn't mean you suddenly sign on to a progressive political agenda. But the data shows that the vast majority of secular Americans do lean left, do lean progressive. If our agenda is to create a greener world, a more just world, a more equitable world, a world where women and men enjoy equal rights, where LGBTQI people enjoy equal rights, where you know all these things then yes, I think we work we would need to work hand in hand with those that share that agenda, whether they're atheists or Christians or Muslims or Jews or Hindus or Buddhists no matter what. And I hope those bridges are built and sustained and watered.
2: One thing you mentioned was that you said atheism or, or non-religion has a stigma. I would say that atheism in particular has an image problem mm-hmm. and has had an image problem for At least 50 years. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking back to Madeline Murray Mm O'Hare, the most hated woman in the world, was the title Mm -hmm. of the biography of her. A lot of the new atheists back in the mid aughts did not do a real good job of building bridges to people who didn't think the the exact same way that they did. Mm -hmm. This may not be true anymore, but it was true for a while that women's voices and the voices of people of color, many of those people felt not always welcome in the atheism community. Now, there have been a lot of strides, I think, made in this area, but I want to ask you how only Sky is addressing those past problems and sort of push back against that image of the angry atheist as a middle-aged white man.
1: (laughs) Gotcha. There's always been those issues and problems and shortcomings, even back in the 19th century, or especially so. No question about it. Um, You're absolutely right. And I, I, I would say that as the number of secular Americans continues to mushroom, so too does the diversity of our membership and our leaders and our voices. So only sky, I think at root, The idea was to tell stories about what it means to be human and what it means to be a human without religion. And because we want to tell those stories, we don't want to hear one version of that story. We want as rich and diverse of storytelling hub as we can make it. And so we sought out those voices out there that represent different racial and ethnic groups, different sexual orientations, different gender identities. And I'm very proud of that. We have Latinx voices, African-American voices, Asian-American voices, women's voices, LGBTQI voices. And that's just part of our mission, to to capture the rich stories of our world. And I don't have the actual numbers right ahead of me, but I would say that they're extremely uh, impressive and definitely buck the traditional trend of the uh, older or middle-aged white upper-class privileged male. Not, not that the, you know those voices are important too, but you know, just as a, the sociologist in me would say, look, it's always been risky to come out as an atheist or as a secular person. There's a social stigma. And folks that are more marginalized in our society that don't have either the social capital or the political capital or the financial capital, um, it's a lot riskier to stick your neck out in that way in this country. So that's also one of the reasons why I think there's been those problems. What do you hope will
2: happen by bringing secular stories to everybody? Are you looking to deconvert people, to bash religion? Tell me what Only Sky's main
1: goal is. I would say the main goal is to bring a secular voice into the American conversation. Right. Uh, I would say a main goal is to um, allow secular people to articulate their own experience rather than have that have us told who or what we are to speak for ourselves who we are, what we believe, and what we want. I think a major goal is to put into word, video, and podcast what it means to be secular, what that experience is like, and what life looks like. From a secular orientation, and I'd say the final goal is to um, is to reimagine for the larger society what life without religion looks actually looks like. How post-religious life is a positive, beneficial, enlivening, and enriching way to live.
0: Zuckerman is the editor of Only Sky Media. He's a professor of sociology and secular studies at Pitzer College in Claremont, California. The author of several books, including Living the Secular Life, What It Means to Be Moral, Faith No More, and Society Without God. When we come back, producer Kimberly Winston talks to the man funding Only Sky. We'll be back after this short break. Stay with us.